Thanks for tuning in to the Realtor Moms podcast. We are Tasha and Jamie, full-time realtors in the FM and surrounding areas and admittedly average moms. This is how we sell homes and try to keep our kids alive. Thanks for tuning in to the Realtor Moms podcast. Uh, today we are talking about our real estate wish lists. Yay. So like not only just, I don't know, we're going to see where this takes us, but yeah. uh, I, I started thinking of things that other people ask me and it very quickly became things that I would want to write looking for personally in a home. And even some of the things that, that maybe I do have in my house already. But anyway, just, just yes. to cover... Um, basically some things that are popular or um, from a realtor's perspective on what a buyer might or might not want on their wish list. Exactly. So what I... do you think, Tasha? <laughs> let's let's jump into it. What would be a couple of the things on your real estate wish list? Well, I'm going to start off with just saying what I have been dealing with with some of my buyer clients lately yeah. is large garages. Oh, yeah. Like a large yeah. garage. Like everyone is like, I'm just not so sure about that garage size. So that has yep. been something that I've been seeing mm-hmm. over and over again. And so I, I'm, I'm kind of seeing that as that trend with my buyer clients mm-hmm. right now. Is it because they have bigger vehicles or just they want space? They want space. Uh, some One particular client I know has a large vehicle, but then there's a lot of the toys. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. some place to put the snowblower, some place to right. put all the things they tinker on in the garage. Uh-huh. So they want that large space, not just for their vehicle, but also for tinkering. Sure. Yeah, or so. if they have a four-wheeler or, a, you know, maybe they've, they want a three-stall because they want somewhere to put their boat. Yeah. And boats just keep getting bigger and bigger. Right. Well, I feel like maybe cars and pickups. Well, too. I mean, I could be wrong, but from what I see, I don't mm-hmm. <laughs> It seems as if garages used to be bigger 20 years ago and they keep getting smaller <laughs> and smaller. Maybe not just... It's a little of everything. A little of everything, totally. but 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 and then the pickup sizes they just they're big. Yeah, they're big. Yeah. I, how many times have you been like having your client like park the pickup yes. in the garage we or test- measuring mm-hmm. you know the garage space? Like mm-hmm. that's an important factor. You bet. It doesn't happen real often, but I have had several instances where I've had someone actually drive their vehicle right into the garage to see if it fits. Because and sometimes it's not possible, and we just measure it, and that's fine. But, um, but yeah, you want to know. And not only that, but I feel like height is becoming an issue sometimes, too. Yes. Some of these pickups are getting really tall, or these SUVs are getting really tall. So, yeah, it all matters. Oh, yes. So, so. outside of garages, what's, what else do you got? I see a lot of people that really want that solid surface countertop. Mm-hmm. Y- mm-hmm. You know, even myself. Those nice little luxury extras. I, I mean, I that's my next home project is quartz on the in my yeah. kitchen. Uh, just yeah. it was expensive to do it when yeah. we were building, and so we put in high definition laminate. But I'm to the point where I'm like, yep, that's the next house project right. we're putting in solid surface. This is getting ridiculous. I and I want it. It's yeah. beautiful. It is. And I feel like a lot of builders are recognizing that too. And, and they're so making some concessions of putting that in into their models or making it part of their, their base price. Their sometimes. base price, yes. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe they maybe it is still an upgrade, but it's not quite as costly as maybe it once seemed to be, kind of out of reach. Yes. Except for in the most luxurious homes. But um, now I, I, I do not live in a luxurious home. I like my little character home. And, and we did quartz countertops just not quite two years ago. It makes, it really elevates the kitchen. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for for mine. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yours will be stunning with that big island. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> pretty, pretty. Okay. Well, well, I know the other thing, I already have this, but mm-hmm. I see a lot of people that, you know, they maybe have their starter homes. True. 
and then they get into their move up home and yeah. wanting that master bathroom and master and yeah. walk-in closet. Yeah. Double sinks, you know, that's one item that I see a lot of people looking for. Yeah. I would 100% agree. 100% so. agree. Okay, well and and again, I also think that builders are seeing that too and we're seeing a lot more well, for for many years we have been, but even the entry level price ranges are new construction of new construction homes are coming with, with those yes yeah with those, those nice included. walk-in closets yes which is really nice because I feel like apartments are getting bigger, like apartments are getting bigger so their bedrooms are in the apartment buildings are getting bigger and everybody wants a king bed yes <laughs> yes and their own bath because that's what's happening in apartments so people moving out of apartments expect some of those amenities in the first home that they buy in the too. first home they buy otherwise their bed doesn't fit in the dang house exactly I, I so. how many times have we heard from our clients well I'm not sure if our table will fit or we're yes. not sure if our bed will fit yeah. and they're concerned with with that particular problem Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know even down to is the bedroom sizes not just the master but are the bedroom sizes big enough for our kids and all their stuff oh man i know and so i'm going to jump in here a little bit and i didn't actually write this on my list but it made me realize that in some of my um, experience with my lakes clients lately they are kind of okay with the opposite they're kind of sliding towards littler house littler mess littler responsibility like a smaller house is okay which is they is have the kind big house in town. Yeah, they have the big house in town, and they want less responsibility. Out yep, of it's an interesting contrast. How um, at, at their primary residence or in town, they absolutely you know require the space. But then when they go out out to the lakes, I have a lot of buyers looking for very um, higher end property, maybe, but not that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be huge. They want exactly what you said, the countertops and they want a minimum of two baths, but, but they really don't need it to be a huge, huge space. So interesting. They're spending more of their time outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that, and I think that's it on the lake in the, in the boat. Yeah. So speaking of that boat sizes, (laughs) I know I've got lakes on the mind and it's only like, it's still kind of winter. Even though, spring, the corner. even though spring has really sprung, we've been seeing yeah. that with the amount of listings yeah. coming on the market. But yes. totally, <laughs> I, yep. I, one thing I see as well, kind of mm-hmm. with our Fargo Moorhead market, is I see a lot of people looking for those low specials, mm, making sure that one. that you know their their monthly payment stays, you know, within their budget. Yes. and specials really play a part in that. You so. bet. You can. Buy $40,000 more house for less money per month than $40,000 in special assessments. Yep. Just and because of the amortization schedules. And I know that... In most cases. <laughs> I know that some of our longtime viewers, they have heard us talk about specials, but why don't you give us a recap, Jamie? Oh, wow. Thanks for putting me on the spot. Um, so <laughs> special assessments are like a tax against a property where the city or development or neighborhood or what have you assesses each property for the cost of the utility and uh, infrastructure infrastructure in that neighborhood. So the newer the neighborhood, in general, the higher the special assessments. However, older homes aren't necessarily immune immune to special assessments either. Say, for example, you have to replace a sewer line to your home. Or out in front of your street. (laughs) Or, yeah, your sidewalk needs repaving. Or your street needs repaving. Um, Any of that can add to your special assessments. So no matter where you live, you're not totally immune to special assessments, but they do tend to be higher where the infrastructure is newer because the payments on those services haven't been made yet. So, and they can be anywhere from just a few thousand dollars to 50, 60, 70,000 plus. Correct. um, they, They do, yeah, and they do have a big impact. 
Um, that is not on my wish list, though. Special <laughs> assessments are not on my wish list. No. <laughs> the lack of low special assessments. Yeah, low assessments. Yes. Um, so, What's on your list, Jamie? Um, so the number one thing on my wish list is for um, neighborhood or location. Right, like, um, and there's lots of different reasons that people want to be in certain neighborhoods or locations. Um, just convenience to their work or their commute. You know, that somebody wants to be close to the interstate or interstate or far away for the sound factor, or even a school district preference, which I, we they do see tend that. to move. Right, those boundaries tend to move, so you're never really guaranteed a school district. But I do see. Um, people asking for a specific location um, on my real estate wish list. I live in Kindred and love it there. So <laughs> um, I love my little neighborhood of Kindred, North Dakota. And I love being within five minutes yes. from a coffee shop. Right. We did talk about that. That's true. Although I live five minutes from a coffee shop. We've got a really cute one in town. Yeah. <laughs> I, to each their own. Yeah. <laughs> each their own. My grocery store only has four aisles, though. I, no, it's four. But they, they got what you need. <laughs> um, moving on. My my second one, I think for me, is potential. Like, I I think that I can see, and, and I have a lot of buyers who can see the potential in some houses, and that's not for everyone, you know? Certainly not everybody wants to walk in and see what they can change about a house. But I really like, um, on my wish list, to, to find a house that has some opportunities for customization or improvement. I see a lot of that. I have, yeah. I, I've had clients like that as well. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're, they're listening to the things I say. And if I'm Good. talking about upgrades or updates that they could do right. that could add value, mm-hmm. they hear that and mm-hmm. and that is something that they look for as well. So. Well, and imp- adding value, like you say, can get them out of their private mortgage insurance quicker. Correct. Because once you have at least 20% equity, you can contact your lender and potentially be able to drop that. Depends on your loan type. Check with your lender. Um, and also for somebody who isn't sure that they're going to live in that house forever. Correct. And let's be honest, very few people live in one house forever. Their, yeah, for their whole life. So the average, um, the average range, yeah. the average time frame that someone is in a home is five to seven years. Right. Right. So so um, so it is nice to see that hey, you could live here. You could make these couple changes or improve these couple things, and, and then you can see your appreciation going yes. up. Exactly. So. Um, my third thing on my list was, um, and, and final thing was, I really like when buyers, or, or for myself, I'm looking for unique features, right? Like, they're... What? The character. Yeah, I love character homes. Um, maybe you're you're next to a park or next to some green space, or it's got an oversized kitchen or a really unique layout. I love finding something that's different about the property um, because it just makes it a more, it, it feels more unique to the person that lives there. That's That's my thought. <laughs> but I'm kind of unique all on my own. So. <laughs> and again, I'm, I'm always kind of thinking about resale. How are you going to set yourself apart if or when you go to resell the property? I love your list. You've put a lot of time into thinking of it. I'm just, hey, hey you were writing down notes. All of them are very important. Well, I, I do have to give you credit there. That I love where your, t- your brain was going with that because those are all things that I think you and I both talk about with our clients. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in. We would love to be your realtor, so reach out. Replay or hear more episodes at realtormomspodcast.com or check us out on iTunes. We post funny stories and more information on Facebook and Instagram too, so check us out there as well. This podcast is produced by Tasha Barrett and Jamie R. Swenson of Park Company Realtors, Fargo, North Dakota, 701-237-5031.